be the world champion with a body like that. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. And that's the bottom line. And now, your world podcast champion. And welcome, fans and guests and everybody, to Rumbling Reality. I really badly want to start that entrance over, but I forgot what number episode we were on, so I had to cover. How do you tracks. forget now? It's part of the little pa- the wallpaper that you make for our shows now. It's one of those things, man. That? We do this thing off the cuff. We go off the we go off the rim, off the border. That's, that's I believe it's one o two. Is it? Okay. Yeah, because we did 101, I believe, oh, two you're right, weeks ago. I, thought I was going to do 101 Dalmatians just to piss you off. Yes, yes, nice. and I'm glad you didn't. So it's 2020, Travis. You told me five years ago we would have a universal champion of Goldberg and a WWE champion as Brock Lesnar. I would say uh, you're lying. You're on drugs. But that's <laughs> what we have. We have Goldberg as the universal champion destroying Bray Wyatt. That's Super Showdown. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get right into that because it pissed me off and pissed most people off. Uh, Dude, did it piss you off? Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's like you said, starting off, uh, if you would have said five years ago that Goldberg and Brock Lesnar <laughs> would have been the two big champions for WWE, yeah, I'm with you. I don't. I, I wouldn't have believed anybody if they would have told me that <laughs> because uh, I, saw, I saw a meme on Instagram that said the last time that these two guys were holding uh, those two titles, but at the time Brock was actually still WWE champion and then uh, Goldberg was the world heavyweight champion, was in uh, 2003. Wow. So, yeah, 17 years of almost, well, almost 17 years apart that we've seen uh, these two as the top dogs. That's, I don't know if I would say that's good or bad, but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You could tell the fans weren't having on SmackDown. No, no, and you know, I'm, I'm like the probably the majority of people that I, I as a fan don't agree with the decision. Um, unfortunately, from a devil's advocate point of view, mm. I can see why it was done from business perspective. Why? Um, why do you think? Well. For those that don't know, WWE has been trying to reach out to other streaming sites, um, such as, as an example, ESPN, um, to look at using the ESPN Plus feature to uh, sell WrestleMania as a pay-per-view, and it would be part of a deal where the four big pay-per-views would all be available to buy and stream on these uh, these streaming services, such as ESPN Plus. Um, the four events, obviously, are Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. Um, so that's, I think that's what they're trying to do. Vince is trying to, obviously, market WrestleMania. You have to have big names to do so. And whether people want to admit it or not, Goldberg is still a huge name. He's now scheduled, as we'll get into talk more about it later, against Roman Reigns. Um, it is a headlining match, so I mean it's 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 a numbers match. Um, on the flip side, I think a match that people like me, yourself, and others are going to look forward to more is Brock Lesnar uh, versus Drew McIntyre. Brock Lesnar still to this day, I believe, is the highest drawing UFC fighter. The only reason to look fighter. forward to that, Travis, 
is because there's a chance Drew's probably going to win. That's the only right. reason why I'm looking forward to the match. But if you put that on a card with no title involved, I would not want to see that. But that's the point, though, is that this is a match where, first off, we've all said Drew is going to be world championship material, and now they finally have put him in that spot. Uh, but but if you you're have right. to have a match, like you, 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 I think you're about to just agree with me. But if you have to have mm-hmm. a match that the title makes you want to see it, I mean, that's just, I mean, come on. That, that, but, I mean, that's actually is, a great... is that bad, though? Is that yeah, really it's bad, bad. Honestly, it's really bad because actually that's a great concept. If you can take a title of a picture and still want to see these guys fight, you probably got some chemistry. You probably got a good storyline. But if the only sure. thing really holding these two is the fact that nobody wants to see Brock Lesnar hold the title and somebody's Drew's first title major win, I mean, I don't know. But, I mean, you also have to look at it from the perspective of, you know, the Royal Rumble. Let's face it, the Royal Rumble has always been designed, as most people would see, as like a launching tool for certain guys. Yeah. You know, Stone Cold, obviously, was uh, the winner of the Royal Rumble in back-to-back years. The second year is when he, you know, went to WrestleMania and won the title. Uh, Shawn Michaels, prime example there, too. His second Rumble went to WrestleMania and won the title. Um, not saying that there's a correlation there. But my point is, is that the Rumble has always been used as a launching pad for a particular guy. Now, there are years where we've had repeat winners, as the aforementioned two as an example, but the whole point of the Rumble is to take a guy that you care about, but you haven't gotten him to that main event level spot just yet, yeah. and he's he's either ready for it in some circumstances, or he's just right at the cusp and he needs that, he needs that one extra thing to get him to that level. That's what the Rumble did for Drew. So now... Drew being viewed as a main event player, Brock Lesnar a headlining name, and it's going to do wonders because, like you said, we all are we all are anticipating that Drew's going to win this. It's still not a predictable situation, unlike Reigns and Goldberg. We know where that's going to go. Yeah, uh, yeah. But um, I'm I'm with you on on it and with everybody else for the majority standpoint that um, I'm not a fan of how the Fiend lost. I'm not a fan of the idea itself. I get it again from a business marketing standpoint so, and what you're trying to do. But still, as a fan, I'm not a fan of so it. So does the Fiend still go for Goldberg's title now? Obviously not because the whole SmackDown thing with John Cena. But yep. I mean, I don't know. What did you think of a whole John Cena and Bray Wyatt? I you know at, at the end of the day I'm gonna enjoy it honestly like because I do think this just plays into you know the whole storyline of you know uh, the fiend is uh, you know tying up loose ends if you will from Bray Wyatt's first incarnation you know obviously the Daniel Bryan feud now John Cena again at WrestleMania so at the end of the day the story is gonna be good I'm like number you, one though. question who goes over. Mm-hmm. Oh, easily the fiend. I know you thinks that, but I'm thinking. I just I don't know. I mean, they have a bad track record of just destroying Bray Wyatt's the major major uh, pay per view. Uh, well, and I'll I'll explain why here in a second for that. Um, but to add to your point, I'm not a fan either of them taking the fiend and just throwing him right into a program with John. In my opinion, I would have rather seen. Bray Wyatt and John Cena for the WWE yes, title as opposed to anything yes. because that would have added a, a, an element of yeah. okay I really don't see know John Cena with it. it again Bray Wyatt needs it yeah I think a lot of yeah. factors and that would have been I think that would have been your more money match there in my opinion um, you could have still used the Goldberg and Reigns match as a special attraction match you know like uh, Goldberg comes out thanks the fans whatever you know he's like I'm gonna 
I'm, I'm going to have to hang it up and call it a career or whatever you'll do in the fake retirement like speech. But then Roman comes out to his music and does exactly what he did on you know Friday. You could have done everything else the exact same and been like, you know, you got one more match in you because I'm next. And then that's when you can go right into it. Special attraction. I was right not there. a fan of them destroying Ricochet, but I do get they've made Lesnar like too, too weak so many times in a row now. They had to, they had to mm -hmm. show his authority a little bit before WrestleMania, so. Yeah, but I'm. Mm, I'm, I'm not a fan. Of, I'm not a fan of what they did in general because I mean, no offense to the legends that were obviously involved: Goldberg, uh, Undertaker, and uh, Brock Lesnar. Because Brock Lesnar is a legend. Let's let's call it what it is. Um, they destroyed though, like three top guys that are supposed to be figureheads I of know. the company. And you can, I mean. How many times can you do that? Because Brock Lesnar did it in less than two minutes. Right. Goldberg does it in less than four. How many times like, can you do that? It's like the guys either don't want to wrestle as much or they don't want to show their flaws. They have them go real quick. Yeah, and or you know the funny thing is... Undertaker destroying AJ Styles that quick. I mean... With a choke slam, nonetheless. I was like, I love... I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Taker. I don't hate Taker, but I'm a... And I, I am, and I'm saying... I know you bad. are. I know, that's the crazy part. But uh, I was just like, what? It's Styles, man. And, you know, the thing is, I know this is going to go for the, the – see, this is where I wish they would – now that I've said what I said about the John Cena Fiend title match and Goldberg Reigns special attraction thing, that, uh, man, that kind of makes me mad that they didn't go that route instead because I think that would have been a much more better big money route as opposed to anything else, but I digress. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not a fan, though, of, like – if this had been Undertaker five years ago, like legitimately 2015 Undertaker or even 2014 Undertaker, you know, Brock Lesnar and Bray Wyatt years respectively, um, I would have been more excited for an AJ Styles Undertaker match. I am not excited for an AJ Styles Undertaker match this mm -hmm. year at WrestleMania. Taker's too... I, I love Taker. Is it's that what's going to happen, you think? Oh, absolutely. Okay. That's what's going to happen. I mean, I guess that makes it, a little more sense then. But like... Also, my question: Who goes over in that match? Do we have Taker? Taker. I mean, I don't know. It's like, what's the point of Taker winning anymore? I mean, AJ Styles is the one who should be, keep winning. He's still the. I don't know. Dave Meltzer said when he had reported that this was the match that they were looking at for Mania, he said, you know, it's it's a safe bet for Styles though because right now Styles is a heel. So we know what AJ is. AJ obviously became WWE champion in his rookie year. You know. AJ's the he is a guy. He is the face of the company, and honestly, I do think he is now at that point in his career where he is a big enough star, and he was a he's a big enough star in WWE specifically now as well. He can take a loss like that, and it really doesn't do anything to harm his credibility because at the end of the day, it's the Undertaker. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a name that people still respect and love seeing, even if it was just for a one shot, you know, match a year type of thing. Um, but it won't harm him because he is a heel. He's supposed to lose every now and then, so it's okay. So he'll be fine uh, when it comes to his standing. Um, I'm just not excited because we know, again, like I said, Taker's not as agile as he was. So if he was just a little bit more, like I said, 2015, 2014 Taker, like I think he could have been hung with AJ and had a real, like a CM Punk level match if he yeah. had been that type of Taker. So... I guess Kimball doesn't watch Super Showdown yet, so I don't want to talk about too much Super Showdown. I can't even say it. It's like a Daffy Duck. Super Showdown. 
Um, you haven't seen much of it, or no, you no, no, no. Some, some people haven't seen all of it. So, um, oh, it's okay. I mean, it's been literally now like three days. Y'all should have already known about I all this stuff. I haven't watched AEW Revolution yet, but did you? Yes, I did. Yes, and I did. You can help me talk about it because yes. <laughs> sure, sure. No, it was a. Um, uh, it's a very good show. Um, like AEW is doing the very smart business strategy of doing four pay-per-views only a year because each pay-per-view, and this is per Cody's words, not mine. Um, this makes every pay-per-view, he said, we don't want to have like what WrestleMania has is having that one big event every single year that everybody looks forward to because that's like the only time that people, even casual audiences, will tune in for that. But he's like, we're not trying to just get the casual audience. We want to make people fans and stick around to see these products, you know, to see these matches. So the best way to do that is to treat all four of our big events just like they're our big events, you know, make them important, make them have stories that lead into it, the build, uh, a purpose behind every match. So they're being smart about that, and it showed last night. First pay-per-view, 2020. It was good. It was a very well put together pay-per-view. Um, let's see, there was there were several matches involved, and I, I wish I could remember all of them right offhand, but I can't. Um, First match was uh, Dustin Rhodes against Jake Hager. I didn't have to go in every match. You know, kind of the top things that stuck out to you. Yeah, um, the the first the first match was Hager versus uh, uh, Rhodes, which Jake Hager is formerly Jack Swagger. For those that don't know or don't remember, um, why do you sound like a fifty year old uh, smoker? Oh, I had to clear my throat. <laughs> okay, I was like, what have you been doing? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I got some spit caught in there. So oh, sorry. lovely. Thanks, guys. Uh, keep going, <laughs> but uh, uh, it's a decent match. Um, it's it was a good it was a good just a classic old school type of storytelling in that match. Um, Hager uh, got the victory, his first match in AEW, and he won. He's also still undefeated in MMA. He has a draw to his name, but he still has never been defeated. Um, there was a little bit of sparked outrage because Dustin Rhodes went over and. Uh, as people said, forcefully kissed a, another man's wife, which was Jay Kager's wife. Um, for those that don't know, she actually has accompanied him as part of his act on the Indies, and I know this because I called a match that involved both of them. Um, so she nice flex, of, bro. She can be part of the story, you know what I'm saying? But people were making the outrage saying, like, he forced himself on a woman and things like that. I'm like, guys, this is wrestling. Oh, God. It's just... I was like, this This has been done before. Chris Jericho did it to Stephanie McMahon in 2000. It's This isn't anything new, yeah, and it's just a it. show, you know? <laughs> it's just one of those things, man. You just got to put up with that crap these days. Oh, I know. I know. Um, but overall, a decent match to start. Um, oh, man, the match that I was actually looking forward to a lot was uh, Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. Um, they're two small guys, but two guys that have good characters that they're building for themselves, um, especially Darby Allen. And um, it's a good match, very good match, uh, fast paced. There was a lot of spots that you were like, whoa, like they did a lot of pretty good stuff there. Um, the next match that sticks out to me was the one to me that stole the whole show. Like I, I enjoyed it from start to finish. Um, that's the, the, it was what they called and they were tagging it as the implosion of the elite, which was uh, the Young Bucks versus Hangman and Omega for the tag titles. So good. When you get a chance to watch it, 
Yeah, um, don't, don't tell me too much. I ain't got lots of podcasts. So tell me. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you who. I'll tell you what. For those that again, because I get three days. Have you said rule. who won yet? These things? They're not yet. Say what? I if, I can put no spoilers on here if you haven't said any spoilers yet. I I did. I just realized on one of them I did, um, and uh, that was the first one. But I don't Dang. think I did for uh, for Darby. I can't Allen say no spoilers else. now. Dang. I know, and I and I just realized I broke my own three day rule, so only my apologies, guys. That's just one. Only one spoiler. Just one. But nothing important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, um, yeah, no. Uh, Darby Allen, Sammy Var is a very good match. Um, but yeah, the tag title match was freaking incredible. If you when you watch it, dude, you'll love it. And this kind of goes into what Cornette says about, you know, the Young Bucks not being able to do stories and Kenny Omega not being able to do stories because they're all about spots in there. And I see some of that because it is still a spot-filled match at times, and you'll you'll notice that when you watch it. Mm-hmm. But there is still a story. Like, they are still telling a very good story in the match, and you'll you'll love it. It's, it's an old-school psycho. Now that I watch wrestling, I watch for a lot of the psychology and the storytelling in the ring. Because it to me that tells the story more so than what the actual words can do. So um, when you see it, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. It's about it's over 30 minutes. I think it's like a 32, 33 really? minute match. Yeah, it's crazy good. That's pretty rare um, for you, unless it's like a. It's it's match. good. It's good tag team wrestling. Good solid. So tag what's team what's AEW's like WrestleMania pay per view call? What's their top one called? They don't have one. That's what I'm saying. I'm they saying view like ever, all four. Never going to. They're not no Cody. Cody wants the idea of having all of their shows mean something, so they're not I mean, gonna they're the not concept, gonna designate one. Well, really? plus it's a WWE concept. You only have one big show a it's year. Not a WWE but, concept. It's a Super Bowl concept. It's a every sport concept ever. To like, a degree, like, yes, like literally right. ever every sport always has some kind of pinnacle. Yes, you're right. Every sport does, but when you think of professional wrestling. What does WWE have? They call them the Big Four. Yes, WrestleMania is the biggest of the four, but they're still the Big Four. There's only four pay-per-views that people and really care Japan, about. Japan, all the companies do it. Do Do you care about Royal Rumble? I do. Do you care about? It just it depends what the company wants, how to make it, you know, draw. Right, right. Now you could always make the argument that All Out, which was the successor, obviously, to the All In pay-per-view that did so well, that started this whole idea. Um, you could always tag that if you wanted to as being their WrestleMania because that was like where it started if you want to go that route. Double or Nothing, though, could also be viewed as that, too, because that was where legitimately AEW started. Like, it was tagged as all elite wrestling, whereas All In was not. Um, so you can make an argument for one of those two, but I actually like the idea of saying that I, we have four events and all four of them are huge. So that's me personally, though. Yeah, I get the concept and trying to be different and stuff, but there's usually certain things that are tried and true, and that's sure. one I don't think that's a good one to break. I would, le- it's something to look forward to. It's something to get friends to gather around. And, and you're right. In, in the long term, it may end up being a bad idea, but for right now, I'm okay with them saying because at the end of the day, they're they're a company that's not even really a year old yet. You know what I mean? So that's true. So give them give them a little bit of time. They may they may just come into one being naturally the fans pick as being like the big event of the year. But let's see where this this concept goes. Maybe it ends up being more successful than what any of us think it'll be. True. You know? I've been wrong before. Uh, let's see. Oh, um, let's see. There's there's a few others. Um, the Nyla Rose and uh, oh, I can't. Cat Statlander, I believe is her name, or Chris Statlander. There we go. 
the girl that calls herself Nyla Rose is that guy girl, right? Do what now? Nyla Rose is that guy who's a girl? Girl's yes. Guy. Okay. Yes. I'm so bad at um, names. Okay, what, so what happened? Uh, well, first off, apparently she has a, a – Jericho has her, her as a guest on his podcast uh, this really? week. That's I haven't. I haven't listened to it yet, but I actually kind of want to, and I just haven't gotten a chance to do it yet. Um, but, uh, you know, I honestly didn't really care much about that match, so I didn't really watch it. I can't tell you. I can't tell you anything that stood out because I really just didn't. I didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. Just wasn't really into the the match itself because it had to me a really short build, so I didn't care as much about it. Um, but I think it's pretty predictable as to who the winner was. So just uh, uh, just go with that and see if you enjoy it. And, and it might actually be good. Like I said, I I just didn't watch it. I could always go back and see it, and it might actually be decent. So because um, Chris Statlander is really good, so I think um, having the two of them go against each other is okay. I think it's a pretty Somewhat a uh, decent contest between the two of them. I'm sure. Uh, let's um, see. What else we got? I was going to go into the actual news. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, well, here, I'll, go, I'll let you get into that, and I'll shoot, <laughs> say this real quick. Uh, yeah. Orange Cassidy and Pac was there, so, I mean, that was a decent match. And then, of course, main event. I'm sure most people know what happened. Um, also, very stellar. So, good, good overall pay-per-view. Uh, so what do we think about maybe Tyson Fury coming into WrestleMania plans? Yeah, okay. Tyson Fury's involvement in WrestleMania is uncertain at this point. Um, but could be a part of it. I'm not sure how. That's just, I'm trying to make it not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler, but do you... I'm sure it would have something to do with Braun Strowman. Is that what you think? Okay, I wasn't know who they would fit, but I'm guessing Braun Strowman. Well, they, yeah, they did the match with them in Saudi Arabia back in, what was it, November or October. Um, and now that Strowman's Intercontinental Champion and Tyson Fury coming off that huge win against Deontay Wilder. Um, yeah, and they, they, need a, they need a celebrity presence. They I usually know. always do. I so know. I mean, well, they do. So it's a, it's a natural fit. Um, okay, so... <laughs> I'm trying to think what else happened besides the mainstream stuff. Uh, oh, maybe we can always talk about the mainstream stuff. That's, I know. <laughs> we can always talk about Cody Rhodes' new neck tattoo that everybody hates. Why, dude? It, it's I haven't it, seen it. It's it's. I mean, the design is fine. It's his uh, nightmare family design with the American flag in it. So the design isn't bad. It's the placement. It just <laughs> it's it does not look good. Like. When you go look at the picture, you'll you'll see, and it's just like right here, and it's big yeah, and colorful. Are you looking for it? I was trying to, yeah, I can't find it. Oh my god, dude, when you I'm see like it, I'm like multitasking like crazy. I'm doing a Photoshop of the thing while I'm doing that with Cody Rhodes, and I have it caffeine kicking in, so we're about to get crazy. Um, I still don't know where Kevin Owen fits in this WrestleMania. I kind of wanted Kevin Owens to have a way bigger picture in this WrestleMania. Do you think he will? I mean, uh, no. I think he'll have the blow off to this feud with Rollins at so. uh, at WrestleMania in some form or fashion. Is tag team championship involved or what? Uh, possibly. I, I very well could see that being the case. But um, I don't know what they're going to end up doing with it. Like now that Samoa Joe's kind of out of the picture for the moment, which he may be back in time for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I just barely though. Um, so I could see them where he would pick like a tag team partner to go against Blake and Murphy, and he haven't picked Joe. I could so, see that happening. So I, do you know why people? I mean, I don't get it. People are calling this the Winnipeg screw job. 
I mean, it's so planned, it didn't even feel like it. Which one? The whole the whole ref being a Seth Rollins ref, pretty much. Oh, yeah. And everybody's commenting <laughs> online on Twitter, oh, the, the Winnipeg screwdriver thing. And this is, I hate people throw those things around. Because it's like, it didn't, you know what I mean? It's like not even close. Yeah, this, this ain't Montreal levels, y'all. Yeah. Like, you could see, you could see something could come, like, Oh, Whether yeah. like I didn't see the referee coming thing because I thought that was just weird, um, but whatever. I mean, it's it's not it's not it's not those levels because the Montreal screw job was a legitimate like thing that went on behind the scenes. This is a they're telling a story. He's the heels just simply cheating to get one over on his his adversary. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> it's, I thought the same thing, but everybody kept calling the Winnipeg screw. The people, okay, see, I don't get to see Raw live, okay? So not anymore, mm-hmm. at least. So now I have to wait till the next day and not and avoid Twitter, usually, unless I can find a way to watch it live at work. Uh, pretty hard these days. But so I saw my Twitter going nuts about the Winnipeg Screwdriver. People, people tagging me in posts. The Winnipeg Screwdriver, like, what happened tonight? I mean, did somebody get fired and they did some crazy Bret Hart thing? I went on there, I was like, I couldn't find out what they were talking about. I watched Raw in the entirety. First, I got home. I looked up clips. Couldn't find any clips where it could pertain to a screwdriver, really, like a hardcore one. Then I thought, yeah. only thing I could see was the ref part. And I was like, they're not talking about this. Maybe they're cutting something out on the thing I'm watching. I found the whole show in the entirety. I was like, this is this is the kind of stuff I just get pissed off about social media. How is this the Winnipeg? I don't know. I was just pissed off on Monday night. <laughs> oh, I know. I was, I was kind of with you. I just think it was, a, it was kind of dumb. Honestly, but outside of that, it's just it's nothing. It's nothing that's uh, that's out of the ordinary for WWE. Um, it's just it's not. I don't. I'm I'm just again not a fan of the whole Rollins Owens story. Like I know they're doing the best they can. It's just I'm not invested. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't keep my attention long to really you stay know, focused really, into it. It's really kind of same thing for me. I really want badly to. I like Will Rollins. I love Will Owens. But for some reason, something's missing here. I don't know what it is. It didn't feel like genuine at all. Yeah, like the gimmick is okay. The, yeah. the Rollins gimmick thing that he's doing yeah, right like now. That. Is I like that. that. Yeah, that's that's not that's not a bad thing at all. It's just the story itself. I just isn't registering with me. It's not clicking where it should draw my attention. And for the longevity that they've been doing it, um, it just hasn't it hasn't you know, kept my attention. I am the only one who's sick of this Umberto and all this crap with these two guys. I'm over it. Angel Angel Garza, I like. I I'm like just Angel tired Garza. Of this but... feud, though, we've seen it too many times now. We saw a showdown. We saw it on uh, with Raw or SmackDown. Like, oh my god. Yeah, the Umberto Carrillo or whatever is just yeah. I'm, he's he's for his size, he is amazing for what he can do. But I'm just I'm tired of the, tired of the feud. <laughs> me too. It's already See, past this thing. There's a part of me that really wishes that Rey Mysterio could play a heel because I really think he could lead a pretty cool faction of him, Andrade, uh, Umberto, and Angel Garza. I think that would have been a pretty cool four-man team right there. But Mysterio can't play heel, so <laughs> it's, uh, I it's just not possible. I'm just excited to see Edge finally wrestle. Yeah, that's it's still unbelievable in 2020 that he's actually going to wrestle. I'm just wondering how like much they're gonna. I mean, is he gonna have a full wrestling match, or is it gonna be like oh, a yeah. Goldberg kind of thing? No, he's having a full match, dude. You gotta remember, he went the Rumble, he did the Rumble, and he went in at 21. So he proved that he still has like longevity in him. So he's fine. Um, 
it's just it's crazy to me. I'm glad that they have him working with Randy though, first first guy out though, because at least it's somebody safe that he knows and can yeah, work true. with. And so it's this whole story with him and Edge thing. It's it's interesting, except for the fact that it's not clear as to exactly like yeah. why Randy's doing what he's doing. He just yeah, he's attacking them and laughing. We just that's it. we just gotta accept it, pretty much, Travis. Oh, I know. And then saying he's sorry after he does certain things, like, why are you apologizing? Like, you... well, that's kind of funny and different, though. I mean, I gotta say that's a little different, like saying sorry and stuff. It makes him look delusional, which is kind of cool. But I mean, yeah, it's a little different. But maybe I just want some kind of like. I mean, I know it's like was it kind of like a career versus career thing, or edge's career, or what? No, it's just a, it's just a match. I mean, I feel like they're gonna put it as a career versus something match. Mm-hmm. No. No, with the deal that they have with Edge, they can't do that. It would it would not make any sense. No, Edge won't lose though. Oh no, of course not. It would just be Edge's career versus Randy Orton's, like whatever, nothing, I guess. It's not even gonna be that. That's what I read online. I guess I'm wrong, obviously. (laughs) It's just gonna be a grudge match. That's all. Um, what else stuck out to you this week, sir? I don't. I'm so curious on this whole Samoa Joe thing that him getting suspended. I'm like. It's weird. Like he gets the concussion, and then he comes back for a week, and then he's doing a commercial and gets a concussion, and then they announce his suspension. And I'm like, <laughs> something happened. I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's so weird. I mean, um, is it a suspension? When they publicly say suspensions, that's when it makes you think it's not a real suspension. Oh no, I, it's real because. Anytime they do that, it's a it's a real thing. They're gone for thirty days. Like Andrade just came back at Super Showdown after being suspended for thirty days. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it is real. But I just I don't know. It's. Uh, <laughs> um, I feel like we're lagging today. I know it's. The, I don't know. If there was a lot of like headlining newsworthy stuff outside of what we talked about with uh, Super Show. Let's see. South Paul Regional Wrestling's coming back this summer, which I'm excited for because I really enjoyed it. See, I've never watched the whole thing all the way. Dude, through. you still have not watched South Paul? Oh my god, it's actually really funny. Is it really? Uh, yes, dude. It's really funny. Even my sisters who are into wrestling as much as they used to be still enjoy because just so because they have a lot of old characters in there. It's just really funny. Um, let's see. John Moxley. Oh, I can't say that guy. That's a spoiler. SmackDown ratings go up with the return of John Cena, of course. Um, let's see. <laughs> um, the Goldberg's freaking botch jackhammer. Yeah, which, I mean, like, like it was, but at the same time, he still did a version of it, so I don't understand why they're giving him such a hard guy, time so. about it. Do did I? Watch, did you watch NXT at all this week? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's pretty I good. I always watch NXT. I don't watch it usually. I don't always watch it live. Yeah, um, I can never watch it live. I don't anymore. watch a. I don't watch AEW live either. So. <laughs> so Goldberg versus sorry Goldberg. Wow, Chris Jericho received seven stitches following headbutt from John Moxley. Yeah, it was pretty wicked too. Yeah, I like, saw the it, pictures. I know that there's stitches involved. Wow. <laughs> we already talked about Undertaker winning the the trophy, the gauntlet match. To, okay, I can't pronounce. I'm I'm Arabic. And I can't pronounce that. Tuwik. I can't say. It, never mind. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's a, some mountain in in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> um, I'm so sick of them creating stuff like this too. Every time they go to Saudi Arabia, you know, Dolph Ziggler was losing that match. Oh man. 
<laughs> I mean, it's so it was so like I don't know. They do that every time now. They have some hometown guy, and they you never like he'll win it and you never see him again. It's really annoying. See, and, and the thing is, the the Monsoor guy, he's actually really good. <laughs> like uh, sounds pretty good. He's a he's an NXT for the most part. Now he's not on like their regular TV as it as it stands currently, um, but he is actually really good. Like the outings that he's shown, he has a lot of upside to him. So like yeah, I get why they throw him on that card because I mean it's just it's almost a, it's a guarantee match for him every single time. But he's actually done good against the people that they have thrown him against. Well, this is pretty um, serious news. Coronavirus can uh, outbreak cancel or forces in New Japan wrestling to cancel shows in March. Yeah, yeah, I saw wow. that, and then there's a, a rumor as well that I guess uh, they did an interview with Stephanie McMahon, mm -hmm. and they asked her about the situation and if they would be willing to cancel WrestleMania um, with this oh, whole thing. Wow. Yeah, with this whole uh, kind of outbreak of the coronavirus, and she said. If it came down to it, we don't want to put the safety of our performers nor our fans at, at risk for that. So we are keeping an eye on it. And yes, if it became if it became a significant cause for concern, yeah, they would have no hesitation about canceling well, it. Well, it wouldn't be up to them anyways. If there's there's actually many places in Canada now and other places that have rules and cities that as of right now. They can't have certain uh, events over a thousand people because that's just the rule of the city for now. So it depends what city they have it in or what the city's rules at the time. But something going in their favor is the coronavirus, all that stuff. Usually viruses die down in summer. Mm -hmm. Viruses, flus. I mean, that's why you get the cold because it's cold weather. So I mean, it's not because mm -hmm. of cold weather; it's because you're inside more. But um, you know, colder bacteria, all those things live longer and live better in a cold environment compared to a hot environment. So hopefully right. by that time, it'd be it'd be crazy if WrestleMania got canceled. But uh, oh, in light of recommendations made on February 26th by the Japanese Ministry of Health connected to the coronavirus, New Japan Pro Wrestling has arrived at the decision to cancel all live events scheduled between March 1st and Sunday, March 15th. Which that's pretty crazy, man. To to I mean, New Japan wrestling is like saying WWE over there. So people don't know, who, you know, watch New Japan. That's pretty huge. Yeah, no kidding. I I was actually shocked that they did it too. Like props to them for doing it though. Oh because, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a definite serious thing that's going on over there. So yeah, absolutely good. Good on them for for just being, being safe. Proactive. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. with that. Um, let's see. I'm not as worried about this thing as everybody else is though. I don't know. I, I am, but I'm not. Like, I'm definitely aware of it. I'm watching. I'm keeping up to date with it. But then you have other people that are... There's people that are blowing out of proportion. There's people that are completely not taking it seriously. I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm, kind of, I'm not taking it seriously. Like, And I don't mean that in a bad way. Like oh, saying you're that your it's own not person, lethal. man. No, I'm saying like... I, I'm not saying I don't take it seriously as in like the lethality of it. But with the minimal number that has been reported so far here in the States, which I think it's up to 15. There's like, Nora, there's over, Travis, there's, like, there's over six, what is over 6 million people or 3 million people in the United States, something like that. 15 of well, those do you know, million. Do you know why? Because we don't have enough test kits. Canada already has done more testing than all of America combined in like one city. And they have like, I'm how I forgot the number was. It was like a couple hundred. 
So if they once they get their right the correct test in Monday and Tuesday, supposed to be early next week, they're gonna get more tests in, and they're gonna make the stock market crash more and make our economy worse. I don't think it should uh, do that. That sucks. I'm not trying to get too much into <laughs> this stuff, but you know it sucks that you know the, if you're watching the stock market right now in the economy, it's pretty scary, man. We're having the lowest dip in the stock market since 2008. So it's pretty scary. That's when we were in a recession yeah. for a long time. I own a business, so it's not good. Um, yeah. Okay, <laughs> back to wrestling news. No more corona. <laughs> uh, me, uh, right, I need a but. I need, need a but virus first. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, AEW signs Lance Archer. Yes, I was so excited for that. I've gotten a chance to meet Lance um, in person and talk with him a little bit, um, and I actually liked him a lot when he was. Uh, in TNA originally, and he was got, he went by his, uh, his name, Lance Hoyt. Um, and he had, back then even, I felt like he had a huge upside. So I was happy when he signed with WWE as Vance Archer. Um, and I thought he had a chance to be really good, but he was stuck over on the ECW brand, and they tried to give him a psychotic monster push and when I mean psychotic like he didn't talk much he just had that crazy look in his eye and he just looked like somebody that was going to mess your world up um, that was the gimmick they gave him and then they never evolved him from that point so to me he was kind of dead in the water anyway because it was also on the ECW reboot um, he got released then went back to Japan and he's been in Japan basically ever since and has reinvented himself as Lance Archer and he's a dude he's insane he's a He's a wicked athletic dude. He's overall a good dude, and I look I've forward seen, to seeing him. I've seen him. some clips. I haven't watched the full match. I'm not going to lie, but I've seen clips. He's He's got a huge upside, and I like that. It's like I told him when a, when he announced it on his on his Instagram. Uh, I just commented on it with a few other people, and I just told him, I said, dude, I'm, I'm so stoked to have you back on weekly TV stateside now because couldn't see him over in New Japan except when I would watch like the big the big events and stuff like that so now I'm stoked that he's going to be back on a weekly television series here on the state side of things um, he's, he's wicked good uh, Travis with a hand of days remaining nothing is yet with it nothing is yet written in stone every major player is currently on the board everyone at the table I must re-procure, I must resurrect, I must be resurrected, I must seek out Arcadia. Then, what's next with a capital XT? That is Matt Hardy, maybe teasing, moving to NXT. That would be freaking wonderful. Wouldn't it? I honestly feel like that would be the perfect area for him. It's it, to me at least because it's not Raw SmackDown where Vince is not going to push him hard enough. NXT is the he'll be the top dog. He'll be one of the top dogs there. Obviously, he's Matt Hardy. I mean, literally. If he, yeah, if he does the broken gimmick and everything. Yeah, absolutely. I was like freaking out. I'm surprised I didn't say this earlier. I was like, this is the perfect thing for him because he could actually get so popular at NXT again. <laughs> they like try to push him on Raw and SmackDown again. You know what happened? Could you could you imagine if he? Went on and did some kind of uh, some kind of rivalry with the Velveteen Dream. Ooh, I would freaking love that. I think it would be a pretty freaking amazing match, actually. I'm just the amount of cool talents they have over there, Austin Theory. There's so many guys. I'd love to see Matt Hardy. Just I me and Matt Hardy can't go like he used to, but he can still have a pretty mm -hmm. good match. 
Matt Hardy, the the best thing about him, A, is that he's dropped so much weight and he's yes. become leaner and has been more agile. But the thing with Matt is he's always been smart and he knows that certain moves, you know, they got over at a certain time, but being that his body can only take so much wear and tear anymore, he has done the smart thing and he's adapted to it by doing different things that accommodate his... his uh, I don't want to say limited, but that's the only thing. They have his now limited style of offense. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He pulls out big moves when they matter. You know, he does the exciting stuff when it matters. You don't see it um, on a consistent basis anymore, and he switched it up by doing something to replace it. Matt's a smart guy. Um, he, uh, I think he could do wonders in NXT, like super good in NXT. Um creatively and from a, a physical standpoint. I think he would be a great fit. I think it gives him a lot of time to shine, honestly. So what do you think about Austin Theory mm-hmm. so far that he's going to NXT? I like Austin Theory. Um, I, I think Kid has an excellent upside. And he's only 22, I think. Yeah, 21 or 22. Super young. Yeah, super young. And at a young age, he's obviously in great shape. The guy knows how to talk. He knows how to work. He can do all the flippy dippy, you know, sparkle tastic. He, he can, you know, like he, like he can do all that. He is legitimately they uh, they called him the the full package, and he is. He's got he's got everything you need. Anytime you say flippy dippy, you know, I think of Randy Orton. No, I think of uh, Ricochet. Was it? No, Rick- no. Who says it in a demeaning way? Oh, for, oh my God. The guy. Jim Cornette. Yes, thank you. Goodness, I'm tired. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but yeah, no, I, I like Austin Theory a lot. Um, God, there's a in NXT in general, they have so many good stuff going on. Like it's it's crazy. Oh, the uh, Finn Balor uh, looking like he's done a face turn this time with the new Prince persona, which yeah. has done him wonders. Like yes. It's like an anti-hero kind of thing. Like he's got the badass attitude, mm-hmm. but he still basically has the same swagger that he had when he was a good guy. He just doesn't do all the smiling, and he talks more like hardcore to your face. I love him down back in NXT right now. They've yeah, done so I good actually for him. I'm slowly gravitating towards back to it. I just still think Vince, whoever did the the saying, I've been moving him back there. Did him a Triple H probably probably because they saw how much Vince was destroying him. Probably. Exactly. But it's like, and it, Ben Balor's one of those guys who, if they did it correctly, I mean, they did it first, they made him like a super hot on the Iron Man. Everybody went crazy for him. You remember? Everybody went crazy yeah. for Finn Balor, singing to his song, everything, the gestures, and then it's just... And you know, you know what happened. Vince saw the one time, mm-hmm. the one time, and on the Universal title match, the very first one, and he rips his shoulder out of socket and is out for nine months oh, after just mean? winning. That's what it did, man. That's where Vince, he, for whatever reason, when you get injured and stuff like that, I guess some people say he sees it as weak. So that killed it right there. That sucks because, like, no matter what, you're going to get injured. I guess you I guess you just got to be a beefy guy and, like, not get injured for a couple years in a row and then you're good because Vince yeah. does that to everybody. Like Kevin Owens and stuff is not a big, strong dude, not a super fit dude. You know, ever since he got mm-hmm. injured, too, never been the same. Yeah, and, and he works his ass off, too. Hell yeah, but, he um, does. You can tell he does. Every single promo Kevin Owen hits, you can just tell he really tries to give it his all and try to get the people in. That's why I love about him. And, 
And, you know, that's at first I was like you and I wasn't a fan of Finn moving back to NXT because I felt at first it did kind of feel like a demotion. But then seeing how they have treated him since going back to NXT, I am so on board with this because he should be a star. And they have they've put him back on that star level. Um, Triple H, they've said, is very... Uh, there have been several different reports of disagreements that he has had with Vince McMahon when it comes to stars. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess they have said behind the scenes, Triple H is very protective of his NXT people that he has helped um, bring up to the main roster. And he's that's why he's made certain moves on certain guys to bring them back to NXT in real life because he's seen what's happened with them on the main roster. He's like, if we can't, if they're not being used... Uh, in the main roster right now, you know, bring them back to me. Let me work with them because we might have something here that we can run with for a while. You know, Finn will be back on the main roster soon, but I like this you know you trip back to NXT. Mm-hmm. I do. I, I I think they'll bring him back. I think what will end up happening, and I would actually argue that it'll happen before the year's out. Um, if they still keep Bray Wyatt a heel, I feel like it'll come probably after SummerSlam. And it'll be Finn returning with his whole now Prince persona, and he can now he can go back and forth. Like I was telling you before, he can he calls himself the Prince when he's in his regular in his regular getup, yeah. but he's the Demon King when he does the war paint. So he's got a Prince and he's got a King. So he goes from yeah. a Prince to a King. It's good storytelling right there. Um, I can see that being you know. The Prince is coming back for you, Bray Wyatt, and I can see them doing the whole regular gimmicks, you know, regular Finn versus Funhouse Bray, and then that'll lead to them maybe even around the Halloween time like they tried to do a couple years ago, only this time it's the Demon King versus the Fiend. So, sorry to cut this off. I'm reading uh, stuff. So, WWE is bringing significantly fewer wrestlers to Super Showdown this week. Do you think mm-hmm. that had to do anything with the coronavirus? No, I think it's because of personal preferences okay. from the guys. So, I can you only imagine? That'd be crazy if someone had one of the wrestlers. I hope, God forbid, not, and they got the coronavirus. Because they're literally traveling from multiple airports to get to that destination. And then having to travel back to the United States, going through international airports. And that's the number one problem right now, the kind of, those kind of things. That'd be nuts if like they had to close Raw and SmackDown for two weeks straight. <laughs> What would even happen? Yeah. Recap shows? You know, what would happen? Yeah, that would be my bet, is that they would do some form of a recap show, or like uh, NXT's doing, not, I believe, this week, but the next week, um, they're doing what they call uh, NXT from the PC, because I guess um, Full Sail booked the NXT site for something to be used um, during the during that week, I think like March 11th through the 13th, so they were double booked. So WWE just said, hey, it's okay, take take it for what you need it for, and we'll do a show from the Performance Center. So they'll be doing that in, I think, like two weeks or something like that. Oh, so back on Samoa Joe stuff you were talking about earlier, uh, according to an insider, Hugo Samvovich, I don't know, it's all this is off the game. Spot. Hugo Savadovich, yep. the announcer. If yeah. a wrestler doesn't or can't show up to a testing facility, they automatically fail their wellness policy. See that's and if that's true, that is a messed up rule right there. Isn't that crazy? What if they have like family stuff? Right. Like, what if there's a legit reason why they can't make it? You're just automatically failing them because they can't make it. That's not fair. 
Yeah, that's that's, true that's not. not. Do what? Is that you think that's true or more behind it? Um, I could see it being true. I really yeah, could. Me too. I can't see Joe like <laughs> failing stuff unless it's like maybe marijuana. Right, and and in that instance, I'm like, well, y'all got Matt Riddle, so enjoy. <laughs> I know, really. That's like that's like his that's like his uh, secret gimmick. The way his persona is, is pretty much like a surfer dude who smokes all day. Right. Yeah, I don't. If that's a true story, I um, I, I would be very, very more so disappointed from WWE's standpoint on a uh, on a reality level. Real talk, isn't it sad we're having to like find topics to talk about when there was so, besides maybe Revolution AEW Revolution this week, we had a freaking Super Showdown Raw and SmackDown. Besides NXT, kind of getting us a little bit and in the Revolution, I mean. It's sad we're having a really fine thing to talk about. Isn't that really sad that Raw and SmackDown cannot, like, t- I don't know. I don't know what's going on. To me, it's still, it's back in that zone again to where I'm getting bored again. I don't know. Yeah, and, and that's kind of sad, too, because it's right around WrestleMania Season 2, which is, is when it's supposed to be the best. You know exactly. I mean? is- exactly my point. I was going to mention that. This is, like, right now is when it's supposed to be the most intriguing. Yeah, yeah, I'll be the first to say I didn't ever, I didn't watch all of SmackDown. I actually didn't watch SmackDown at all. I just heard of the the recaps and saw the clips on YouTube. I saw Sasha Banks obviously coming back, and then I saw where uh, Miz and Morrison had their thing because I was happy that they're tag champs. Honestly, I'm yeah. cool with that. Um, and then of course the the big stuff, Goldberg and Reigns segment, and then the Fiend and Cena segment. So that's all that, that really mattered to me. And I'm like you, I'm like, there's just not enough. Like there's For certain WrestleMania things that, that caliber have my stuff. Yes, I mean I can't there's, think of yeah yeah. There's certain things that have my interest, like McIntyre and Lesnar has my interest. Yeah, uh, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley has my interest. Um, honestly, Cena and the Fiend is going to have my interest too, depending on how this build goes. I hope it's re- I hope it's decent, and I think it can be a very decent build. Um, I I think the match is going to be freaking. Amazing. Cena and The Fiend, I think that'll be good. Cena's obviously John Cena, who showed that now he's at that rock level where he can come back and he gets cheered by everybody, it looks like. I don't see a single person that boos him. Um, Going against The Fiend, um, I think you actually will have a shot at splitting the crowd. Um, Just because I think so many people are very much for The Fiend, obviously. They're still going to revert back to booing Cena when it's in a major venue. People love to be followers, so... It wouldn't surprise me, but, you know, I think also it's at that stage where I think, honestly, both guys are liked. Like, I think, obviously, Cena's respected by everybody, so he's going to get that natural pop because he hasn't been on TV. Like, we don't see Cena regularly anymore, so he's like The Rock. You know, you saw him so much that you got sick of him for a while, and then when he goes away and comes back, he's the best thing that we've ever (laughs) seen. So Cena's in that role now. And the fiend is the fiend. Like he has to come back with fire in order to recover from this whole super showdown stuff. Well, uh, man, we have ten minutes left for an hour, and we'd like to make a nice little hour show for you. So let's talk about our <laughs> let's talk about whatever we want. Okay. What do we talk about, Trav? Let's we can get uh, politics. We can get a. Uh, more wrestling? No, we're not. We're not doing politics. <laughs> I, politics. I don't like talking politics either. Don't worry. <laughs> the only thing I will talk about from a political standpoint right now is I am so sick of Mike Bloomberg commercials. It is I unreal. think every side agrees with that. No matter what yeah, side you fall on, that is one hundred percent true. 
Yeah, Michael, get it done. Yeah, he'll nerve me to death. I swear to God, he will. Freaking spend, good God. Um, oh my God, like <laughs> yeah. it's it's nuts. Um, <sighs> I tell you what, though, um, I will say again, from a, just a pure political standpoint, I honestly believe at this point, by the time November gets here, the Democratic nominee—it's either going to be Bernie Sanders or Mike Bloomberg. Well, it's going to be one of the two. Yeah. And I think honestly it'll be Bernie over Mike. Mister, I don't want to talk politics. <laughs> I don't either, but I, that's just I was talk, I was telling somebody that before I got off Facebook earlier this week. Um, I told him I said it's either going to be uh, Bloomberg or Sanders that'll be the Democratic nominee this year. Just it's it's in that direction. Oh, real quick, what did I was thinking today? I was watch I was rewatching stuff. It just feels like I don't know where Daniel Bryan fits in at all in WrestleMania. And I with this last year, yeah. last year it was a whole different story. I know it's so weird. Like he was he was a main focal guy at that point. Now we're like it's hard to believe that that was just a year ago. And now he's kind of like, well, what do we do with Bryan? Like, what where's he at? I know. And what's he doing? I mean, it just seems I don't like know. it's another lost opportunity of WWE. It is there. It's not Brian's fault. It, this is a hundred percent WWE's fault and Vince McMahon's fault. They let somebody with such hot, as such a hot commodity, just for what? What happened to him? Who's he going? Who's he? He went against um, on SmackDown. He went against uh, dang, who do you go against on SmackDown? I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy. I didn't watch it. Oh, <laughs> it was, I forgot who it was. But yeah, I was like, I was thinking, man, this just like, I don't know. He didn't. Get the pops he used to get. I don't know. I'm kind of sad for him. Uh, <clears throat> there we go. Sneezes and yawns, y'all. Enjoy. Corona. Um, right. Corona virus, <laughs> oh man. Let's see. There's there's been obviously quite a few things that have gone on, but I usually try to just stay up with entertainment stuff. Any, WF, any uh, WF stu- WFC stuff? Yeah, we uh, um, no, I wasn't there last night, but we did a joint promotion with uh, BPW and WFC. Excuse me, guys. <coughs> oh man, yeah, coronavirus is kicking in today. Excuse me. Um, so we had the joint uh, the joint show, which was held here in Tulsa at the Russell Center. So. Um, for those that are local, I hope y'all got a chance to go see it. But we, as WFC, have our first show of March next Saturday. So those of you that are in the Tulsa area, please come out and visit us and see a show. It's local, family-friendly pro wrestling. It's one central location, um, and we enjoy it. Like it's, this has literally been one of the coolest things to happen where we have the Wrestle Center now because. For those that don't know, we would take the ring to every show, so you know we don't have to worry about trying to make sure that we get a crowd here at this this venue or this venue, which we do pretty decent. But now it's at one location; everybody can get to it, and it's a set time. And it's a special. We start our new time slot of 7 p.m. for the bell time uh, this upcoming Saturday. So hopefully, y'all are local area can come out and see a nice family, good, friendly pro wrestling show. It's wrestling at its finest. Um. Well, I guess we're just gonna end it here because this is the most. I think this has been the most dragged on, rumbling reality in a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like it. I feel like it's one of those weeks that there's this wasn't enough stuff. Oh, I know, and my nose is starting to run now. I'm telling so, you, you're gonna. Time. I'm gonna text you later. Got the coronavirus.
I did. I did. <laughs> well, Travis, you can wind it out for us, bruh. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in and listening. Like I hope you do every single time we put one of these out here because we do it for y'all and ourselves because it's fun. And, and we didn't enjoy do it last week because of Travis's ass. That's true. I was out visiting my family. So F y'all if y'all can't forgive us for that. So, mm. um, But beyond that, please come back and listen to us because we enjoy having you listen to us each and every week that we're here. So please follow Ramsey and I both on Twitter at WWE Ramsey at Travis underscore Falhark. You can also follow Rumbling Reality directly. Feel free to ask Ramsey and I questions or potentially questions that you would like us to answer on the show as well. And of course, we are always going to be on Facebook. You can follow Rumbling Reality on Facebook as well. We are everywhere. Follow us, like us, share us. Thank you. (laughs) Alright guys, you have a good one. We'll see you here next Sunday. And I gotta do my thing. Here we go. Wait for it. No, yeah. Peace. Bye, guys. <laughs>